Welcome to the Counter Narrative Podcast, a show designed to change the way we talk and think about education. By sharing stories of successes and triumphs, we aim to challenge the dominant narrative that often negatively portrays our disenfranchised populations. I'm your host, Charles Williams, an urban educator for more than 15 years, a current school principal in Chicago, an educational consultant, an equity advocate, and the co-host of Inside the Principal's Office. Let's get started. This episode is a pause to ponder segment. These bi-weekly sessions will allow me to share with you my personal thoughts and reflections on a wide spectrum of topics as they relate to education. It is my hope that you will be able to take something from these segments and apply it in a meaningful way as you continue to do amazing work. Remember, while we all have different roles, we all have a single job, educating our students. So I, I have two different ideas uh, that are running through my head right now. And when I sat down to record this episode, I really wasn't sure which direction to go. And to be honest, I still don't really know. I, I thought about going in one and then in the other. But the reality is that these two ideas are connected. And so I'm going to do my best to try to to intertwine them into, you know, to make some meaning out of them. So if I don't know if you've ever seen them or, or, or paid any attention, but I, I every once in a while I'll do something called a parking lot thought video. And it's just on my way into work, there are thoughts that are running through my head. I have a considerable commute. And so when I get to work, if time permits, I'll sit in my car and record a quick video, kind of reflecting on the thoughts that I had on the way into work. And the other day I dropped one called Head Above the Clouds. So if you didn't see it, I'll, I'll recap very quickly that uh, back at the beginning of February, my wife and I we were flying back to Chicago from Austin. We were down there for the TASA conference. And there was a storm brewing here in Chicago, a really bad winter storm, and a winter storm was coming into Austin. And so as we got onto the plane, we were actually asked to get off the plane. Uh, they were trying to figure out what we were going to be doing. You see, if we didn't leave... We would be stuck in Austin. Uh, we wouldn't be able to fly out because of the storm in Chicago. And there was an ice storm coming in. So that ice storm would keep us in Austin. But eventually, uh, you know, they, they figured something out and we took off. And I guess in this case, because the storm was so large, instead of trying to fly around it, we went up and we flew over it. And it was interesting as we were flying above the storm because... It was so peaceful and calm and, you know, if you were to look out the window of the plane, you wouldn't really think that anything was going on. You, you, there was an entire world of clouds beneath us. And I knew, I knew that was the storm that was causing chaos right on the world below. And it was in those moments that I started reflecting on leadership. And I thought, how many times do leaders do that? How many times are their heads above the cloud where everything looks great? Uh, 
you know, they're, they're not connected. They're, they're not tuned into the reality of what's happening down on the ground level. And so in their minds, hey, everything is perfect. Everything is fine. And I started thinking, of course, about how that plays into education. And that leads me into kind of that, that second part, because I don't understand how two years ago, two years ago to this point, like I know as a leader, I had a bunch of teachers and students who were getting sick and we didn't understand why. And in about a week, everything would change. We would shut down and in the face of education would change dramatically. You know, a year later, we were having conversations around how education should be different, that we realized that when this pandemic hit, it, it brought to light or forced into much of the public sphere, much of what we already knew as educators about the issues within education. And we started saying we cannot go back. We cannot do things the way we were doing them before because of the inequities and all of the issues. And what I guess what bothers me is here we are a year later and it seems as if we we've gotten rid of many of those things. And, I, and I've, I've talked about that. But it, it's this sense of normalcy. And I can't help but wonder, is so much of this stemming from individuals who have their heads above the clouds that are saying schools are okay? Like, I, I, I don't understand, you know, at one moment, for example, we're being told that, you know, schools are the, the safest places for kids to be. Uh, you know, there are no evidence of... of you know, mass, you know, widespread COVID or whatever it may be. And then at least here in Chicago, the mask mandates were lifted, you know, in the city, but we were so, no, they have to be in place in, in schools and, and it's examples, right? And I'm not saying I'm one way or the other, but it, it's examples like this of these conflicting messages that the people making these decisions are often not the ones in the schools having to deal with the outcomes of that. Right. Are these individuals in places where their heads are above the clouds and they're not understanding what is truly happening within the schools? And so we, we on the front lines, we in those spaces, we are the ones having to deal with that. We kind of have choices to make. And I think so often many of us are choosing to try to be as normal and I, and I know you can't see me, but there are like air quotes, normal as possible. But the reality is we, we're not living in a normal world. And so the, the other day I, I was speaking to my building engineer and he was sharing with me about just the, the issues that his family was having, the physical, right? The, these illnesses, almost uh, symptoms of illness manifesting themselves, and it was interesting because his wife and my wife were experiencing very, very similar things. And during that conversation, I said, you know, I'm, I'm curious. What if our attempts to pretend that things are normal is the very issue? Why, you know, pretending as if th that there's not a pandemic happening. And yes, yes, things seem to be shifting, but there are are still issues connected to that, you know, us pretending as if that's not happening, us pretending as if, you know, uh, a war happening, even though for some of us, it's happening around the world, for some of us happening right outside of our front doors, that things are okay. And, and 
thinking about this, I started looking in to, you know, there has to be a name for this. And I came across a few different names, unconscious stress, subconscious stress. And apparently it is something. There's not a lot of studies done around it, but it's this idea that we carry around with us these stressors that are impacting us, but we're not, we're not acknowledging them. We're not consciously thinking about them all the time. We've kind of pushed them to the back of our minds. We've kind of suppressed them within ourselves, thinking that if we move forward throughout life as if things were normal, that we would be okay. But the reality is that we are not. And so they manifest themselves. And it's interesting as I was looking into these things, you know, it said that they, they, they manifest themselves oftentimes physically and to be, con- you know, to be cognizant of them. And so as I was reading through, you know, one of the things my wife tells me all the time, she'll tap my forehead and I'm like, babe, what are you doing? She's like, why, why do you look so angry? Stop, like unfurl your brow. You look so angry. And as I was going through this, this it's one of those signs. Like our bodies are thinking about things. They're stressing out about all of these things that we have suppressed within ourselves that it manifests, physically manifests. And I didn't realize I'm sitting there looking angry. And I may not be necessarily actively thinking about these things, but my body is. My body is responding to those stresses. And I didn't realize, you know, immediately when I start to think about this war that's happening, I'm in daddy mode, I'm in protection mode. And I start to think, what do do we have the equipment that we need? Do we have a plan in place? Am I equipped? Am I prepared to take care of my family? If God forbid something were to happen here, right? That, That is something that's kind of running Right in the background, kind of like in a computer program, those things are in our phones, the things that are running in the background that are eating up battery space that we don't even realize it until we stop to say, why is my battery dying? And we realize these programs are running in the background. Ladies and gentlemen, those are the things that are happening to us. We have these issues running in the background and we don't understand why our batteries, why our energy is being depleted and why we why we're not functioning the way that we're supposed to be. And for me, it's because we are being asked to operate as if things are normal. Things are not normal. Things are not okay. You know, uh, I don't like having conversations and saying, I don't know what to do. But the reality is I don't. I mean, I guess part of it is the first thing is to do is to acknowledge that this is happening so we can figure out how to address it. Maybe maybe that when we bring it to the light, we, we take traditional methods of, you know, seeking counseling and, 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 and receiving therapy or whatever it may be. I don't I, I don't know. What I what I do know is that this is not OK. What we are doing to ourselves is not OK. You know, when we are talking about teachers being stressed and burnt out. I, 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 I'm being forced to ask myself, is it all about the profession? Or are there other things that are impacting our perceptions of our profession? The other day I had to tell my secretary, I had to go into my office. I said, I'm irritable right now. And if I interact with people, it's not going to be in the way that I pride myself in being a leader. And I had to figure, am I really upset about the things that are happening here at work? Or are there other things that are impacting that? I know I've said this before, but I'm, I'm worried. 
I'm worried for our field. I'm worried for the field of education because more and more I'm seeing amazing educators, amazing leaders who have who are saying, I can't do this anymore. I'll be honest, I've been in that space. I've had that conversation with my wife about maybe it's time for a change. Maybe if I, I left this and did something else, I'd be okay. I'd be happier. But the reality is I, I don't think it's just that. I think that no matter what we do, where we go, if we carry this subconscious stress, if, if those programs are running in the background and we're not addressing them, it doesn't matter where we go or what we do. We're going to continue feeling that way. It's going to continue manifesting itself in the ver- a variety of ways, depending on who we are, whether it's physical, whether it, it I, I don't know. I, I say this, that if, if you're feeling this way, maybe, maybe take a moment and do a self-check. Just like we do with our phones when our phone, when our phone isn't operating properly, we, we do a systems check. Maybe it's time that we do that. Maybe it's time that we pause and do a quick systems check and ask ourselves, where is this stress coming from? Where is this illness that's manifesting that we can't really understand? Where is it manifesting? Is it work? Is it education necessarily? Is it the the children in our classroom? Is it the bosses in our spaces? Is it that forcible idea that we have to pretend that we're being normal? Is it something else? Is it something external? Is it a, a combination of those things? Because the one thing that I do know is that if we pretend as if things are normal, if we ignore the, the realities of our situations, we're never going to get better. No matter where we're at, we're going to continue experiencing these things. I wish I wish I had an answer for you on what to do once you identify these things. But I think of nothing else, just realizing that they're there, then we you can begin addressing them in whatever matter and manner, I guess I should say, makes sense for you. So if you see me. If, if you see me sitting by myself and I look angry, I do apologize. It's it's not you, apparently. It's the, the subconscious stress taking its toll. So again, if, if, if you're listening to this, I, I hope that you're doing okay. I hope that if you are experiencing a moment of stress right now, that if you are frustrated, if you're considering giving up on you know this profession or, or God forbid, even worse... Know that you're not alone. Know that this is not okay. What we're living through is not normal. And take some time to to identify that. And please surround yourself with individuals. I I just shared an article with my staff. It said just care. We talk about self-care, but this was an acronym. Uh, You know, we we talk about care a lot, but we don't always talk about what to do with that. And and so this acronym, it talked about community, C, community, surrounding yourself with people that you can rely on, people that you could connect with, whether that's, you know, we talk about our PLFs and Twitter or other spaces, people that you could connect with and just whoever it is, but uh, healthy, healthy relationships. Uh, A, we're, we're activities. 
where we're often busy. I said this in my, my last session, we're often busy, but are we busy doing the right thing? So finding time to engage ourselves in activities that are meaningful for us, that are fulfilling, that, that help to relieve some of that stress. You know, the other day, my, my wife and I were having that conversation and, you know, I, I told her, I said, you know, I'm at a point in my life. I don't want gifts. I don't need gifts. I don't need material things. It's experiences. And even that there's a handful of things that truly make me excited or happy when I do them. And so finding those things, finding those things and engaging in them, making time for them. So activities are, are was reflection. Finding time to be still, finding time to reflect. This this is how I reflect. I think about things and I share them with all of you. And, you know, I, I've said this before. This isn't always about, you know, everyone else or the likes or the posts or the ever, everything. It, it's, it's my, it's chronicling my journey. And this is how I process. So thank you. Thank you for listening to me process. You know, the last one is elimination. Finding ways to say no, finding ways to get rid of things. We we are carrying around a lot of burdens, a lot of tasks that we don't need to do. My my good friend and co-host Michael McWilliams, you know, he shared this thing with me. He said, "Is it aligned with your purpose? And if not, why are you doing it? Is it a task because you just have to?" Right. And beginning to prioritize your life and the things that you're doing to say, I don't have time for everything. And if I spend my entire life, if I spend my time doing all of these things that are not aligned with my purpose, I am wasting my time. I am wasting my energy. I'm wasting my life. So find some ways to eliminate those things. So I know earlier I kind of said, I don't know what to tell you. So maybe this, I don't like just complaining. I want to give you something to walk away with. Maybe it's giving myself something to walk away with. So I know this one's a little longer, so I'm going to wrap it up here. I just, I hope that you're doing okay. None of us are doing perfectly. And if somebody is, they're, they're not being honest. We have good days and we have bad days, but recognize that subconscious stress that you're walking around with. So that way it doesn't have long-term lasting effects. Please. Do it for yourself. Do it for those who love you. Do it for those you love. I, I'm going to wrap up. Take care. I hope. I Please, please, please take care of yourself. And I cannot wait to see you again in this space next time. I want to thank you for listening to the Counter Narrative Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to like, subscribe, and of course, share it with friends and family. I'd also love to hear your thoughts about the show, so please leave a comment or two as well. Now, I'm not sure what platform you're using, but the show can be found on Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and plenty of other platforms. If the show isn't on your preferred site, let me know and I'll be sure to get it up and running. This podcast is also featured on schoolrubric.com, where you can find educational articles, videos, and interviews with educators from around the globe. Be sure to connect with me and other listeners by following the show on Twitter at The CN Podcast and joining the show's Facebook group. 
Take care.